This is 92.5 Phoenix FM, community radio for Dublin 15. Hey everybody, you're listening to The Power, Andy Knowles, formerly of the Pro Wrestling Rewind on ESPN Radio, and you are listening to WrestleView right here on Phoenix 92.5. Listening to the rest of you if you're listening to us on Phoenix on 2.5 FM. If you're listening to us on the True Penny channel and uh, also on Internet Media, it's the Wrestling Rewind. My name is Daryl Connor and thank you for joining us for the, the 8th of October 2019. What a week it's been in wrestling. Holy cow. But before we get into it, um, a little bit of a format change. Haven't done a live show in a while. I'm going to try to do more. Uh, live shows um, because AEW is a thing, right? And wrestling doesn't suck anymore, or so you would think. We'll get into it. Um, yeah. So basically, what the format's going to be uh, an older show from the WVI desk archives, um, twice a month, and then there's going to be a live show for me uh, twice a month. So basically, you know, it just kind of keeps it fun for me. I get to, you know, uh, give you guys older shows from back in the archives, which are fantastic shows. But thanks to James at the True Panny channel, uh, he's opened up the opportunity to allow me to do that. Um, so looking forward to kind of digging through the archives and, you know, showing them out to a new audience. There's been a good reaction to some segments from older shows, from interviews and all that kind of stuff as well. So I'm excited to go through and uh, pick out the best cuts from the older shows. I don't know how far I'll go back, but we'll see. Uh, and also having the two shows uh, a month keeps it fresh, keeps it entertaining, and avoids me saying, hey, the WWE sucks, and AEW is great, over and over again, uh, four times a month. Because that's not fun for anybody, so I'm not going to do that. Um, and if any other topics comes up or not, that will break into the regularly scheduled um, format as well. 
so that's kind of where the show is at um, for the time being. Um, I, I'm streaming a lot more over on Twitch. So if you go over to nerdtoknowmedia.com, um, you'll be able to find links to the Twitch. Nerdux is also the um, my Twitch. If you want to check it out there, we do Nerd to Know Media. Uh, Sorry, we do Nair to Know Bases every week there, and I stream an awful lot as well. So, best place, NairToKnowMedia.com is where to find all those links. Right, I was going to talk about how great AEW was last week on their debut edition. Basically, because our show goes out on a Tuesday on Phoenix FM, my week starts on the Monday. So, I will try to cover Raw and then backwards. So, Raw, Pay-Per-View... Smackdown, AEW, Raw. And we'll do it that way. Um, or if there's any carryover or bleed through. So that's basically where I'm coming from and how I'm going to format it. So Raw last night uh, was bad. Uh, it was very bad. <laughs> it took them two and a half hours to, uh, to talk about that train wreck that was uh, Hell in a Cell, which we will talk about because holy cow what was that uh and yeah so they're avoiding it braun Strowman and tyson fury had a brawl i don't know who tyson fury is i don't care who tyson fury is because why would you WWE have given us no uh, reason to care apparently he's a boxer in england okay don't care um, that, but that's the biggest news that came out of it. There was some other stuff with Mr. Golf and um, Lana. They did like a, a bedroom segment. Okay. If this is what Paul Heyman has given us uh, as a writer of Raw, well, how the mighty have fallen. And I, I don't think it's Paul Heyman's fault. Um, it, it, it really isn't. It's, you know, it's WWE, man, right? No matter what happens at WWE right now, it's just going to be terrible. So... We just gotta kind of gotta live with it, you know. Yeah, like if this is if this is the new age, um, I want to go back. Basically, Raw is unwatchable um, as a show. I'm not gonna cover too much details on it going forward. I don't think uh, because it's just dire. It's one of the worst shows on television. Uh, and uh, you know, and there was some good stuff like Natalia and Lacey Evans had the last one woman standing match. It was, you know, we've seen this match about 16 times. So, okay. Um, it was cool to see Alistair Black out on TV. Because, you know, he's still employed. <laughs> he defeated uh, the Singh Brothers in, like, two minutes. Wasn't great. The six-man tag team match also wasn't great. Uh, you know, there was everything on this show just wasn't fun. You know, Ricochet and Apollo Crews had a D-grade match. Can you believe that? Like, they're just killing Ricochet. And then the end of the show was uh, Tyson Fury versus Braun Strowman. Who cares? Who cares? Holy cow. This is just terrible, guys. You know, on the, on the, the KD Vick scale, this whole show gets a five there was nothing good on it uh the opening segment uh rusev gets a strong seven you know nobody wants to see mr golf in general nobody wants to see him in a romantic angle with lana so please stop this i can't wait for the draft the draft is coming on friday on smackdown so that can't come soon enough 
going back to the pay-per-view, right. Um, oh, my God. Right, so Hell in a Cell. It's the first pay-per-view I got to watch live in about a year, year and a half, because I was off work. And I was like, right on, I got to watch this. And I was excited, you know, I was looking forward to it because, you know, I, it's been a very long time since I've actually got to watch a live pay-per-view um, that wasn't AEW. So, uh, my concern, we should have, I should have been more concerned, right, because it was like only four matches announced. So, uh, yeah, I wasn't. <laughs> you know, I should have smacked of December to dismember, but it didn't. So, I watched a new show. Uh, the pre-show was pretty good. Uh, Natalia versus Lacey Evans again. She won via submission, and that set up their last one in the stand-up match. It was okay. You know, not a great match. Not a bad match. Then we had Becky Lynch, uh, who beat Sasha Banks in a Hell in a Cell match for the Raw Women's Championship. She beat her by submission. This match was a great match. Turns out to be the match of the night. And when I was watching it, I was like, cool, things have started off strong. And, um, you know, this might not suck. I was wrong. I was wrong. This whole show just went into the fire pits of hell after this. Uh, so... This 21-minute match is the best thing on the card. It's the only thing I would recommend watching from the show. And, you know, I've even seen some people online on my Twitter and that saying, you know, I hate Becky Lynch now because I feel like she's shoving it down, you know, down my throat. And I'm like, oh, my God, you know, WWE, you're killing Becky Lynch. Your highest star is now having the Roman Reigns problem. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. How are you doing this? How are you intentionally... Intentionally... Messing this up? You have to. There's no way. You're giving everything. You're giving Becky a star... Beyond her time, of her time, and and someone who calls back to the past, someone who has cross promotional appeal, cross border appeal, is the real deal, and you're making people sick of her. How are you doing this? You should teach a class WWE. You're that bad. You're that bad at what you're doing. Was the best match of the night. Sasha Banks uh, was very good. Uh, Tills great to see her back. They really went out and tore the house down. Uh, this was followed by Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns versus uh, Eric Rowan and Luke Harper. Tornado tag team match. It's been a while since I've seen a Tornado tag team match on WWE. Uh, it was alright. You know, it was a kind of thrown together kind of thing. The Roman Reigns. I did a for the rock uh, angle with uh, Eric Rowan. Eric Rowan tried to kill him or something. Alright. Um, dumb match. Dumb storyline. That ended quite okay. Uh, you know, this has cemented Daniel Bryan's proper face turn now. They hugged it out at the end. After the win, there were some cool little segments where it looked like they were actually, like Daniel Bryan was selling like a champ. But it was, it was what it was. Middle of 16 minutes. Next match, Randy Orton versus Ali. Uh, very, very TV quality match here. Randy Orton did some, well, you know, was actually working quite well. Ali seems to be a pretty good star in the making. 
there was no heat here at all. Nobody cared. Ali did a cool tra um, transition out of the RKO with a handstand. That was fun. Uh, and then they went back and did the WrestleMania spot where Ali jumped off and uh, from the top rope and then was hit with the RKO. Very similar to what Punk did a couple of years ago. Nothing new here under the sun. RKO, no one really got over. We move on to the next match. The Kabuki Warriors, Asuka and Curry Zane versus Alexa Bisnick across. This is for the women's tag team match. It was oh, it was weird. Um, the Kabuki Warriors were supposed to be the faces, but they were working as heels while Alexa Bisnick Cross were working as faces. It was just a weird, weird match that had a lot of questions. But the Kabuki Warriors uh, won via the Mist. So it's been a while since we've seen the Great Muda Mist, uh, Tajiri Mist uh, from Asuka. So that was cool. Uh, personally, I'm happy that Kabuki Warriors won. I like them. Uh, big fan of Asuka, big fan of uh, Zayn. So, yeah, awesome stuff. Uh, not a great match, really wasn't. But it got the titles off. So it, it looks like this is setting up towards the Bliss, Nikki Cross angle. So, you know. At least we have that, right? Uh, next match was Trainwreck of Epic Proportions. It existed for one reason. To get er um, Braun Strowman over more for his uh, encounter with that lad, Fury. Yeah. You know, it got over Braun Strowman's punch. So he's big show now. And it was a bad match. And they should feel bad for putting it on. Chad Gable defeated... King Corbin in a 12-minute singles match. Uh, now known as Shorty Gable. Okay. Um, you know. This, this is supposed to get Chad Gable over? Did it? No. Do they care? No. So, yeah. Yeah. Decent match. Second best match of the night. Um, Chad Gable and King Corbin work quite well together. Corbin is terrible <laughs> in general, usually, except for his music, which they've ruined now with that King crap. But all right, uh, yeah. But he seems to work up, so he's like a bad Randy Orton when he's in the ring with someone good. Chad Gable managed to pull a decent match out of him, a couple of good matches out of him, and this was one of them. So you know, Chad Gable is your winner with a roll up. Uh, Shorty Gable now seems to be his new thing, so, okay. Uh, Charlotte Flair defeated Bailey by submission for her 10th World Championship. Okay, great, who cares? Don't care. Not a good match. Don't like Charlotte Flair. Does nothing for Bailey. Does nothing for anyone. Typical WWE. Your new women's champion is Charlotte Flair. And then we get to the... Uh, to the the coup de gras the 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 I'm trying to not swear the 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 sprinkles on top of the turd sandwich that WB served up Seth Rollins versus the Fiend Bray Wyatt in a Hell in a Cell match for the WWE Universal Championship now. What are the rules of a Hell in a Cell match? Well, there's no there's no rules, right? You're locked inside the cage. First fall to a finish or submission. 
no DQ, no countouts, no stop on the match for excessive blood loss, etc, etc. We know these rules, we've seen them before, we've seen everything, we've seen people been listed out on fire, we've seen thumbtacks, we've seen barbed wire, we've seen people been thrown off, everything you can think of we've seen in a Hell in a Cell match. Oh, but we haven't. There's things in this match which we've never seen before and none of them are good. First, stupid lights. What were these red lights that we were forced to sit through and forced to watch? I thought I got astigmatism. You know, this was like what you know TNA did with their Hard Justice pay-per-view where we were forced to watch the whole show through blue lights. What is wrong with just having standard white lights on the ring? It works, it looks grand, it's fine, it doesn't obscure vision. All this did was obscure vision and make the match worse and more awkward to begin with. Uh, and you know, if this had been the worst thing on the show or, or about this match, I would have got over it eventually. But straight away, I was like, I hate this. This is a terrible aesthetic. Don't like it, right? Now, what they were trying to do, and look, people are going, but, but no, what they were trying to do, they were trying to set up a, a horror movie. They're trying to make the fiend appear like Jason. Where you, you do everything and then he still gets up. They even shot it that way with the stupid lights. It came off like the dumbest thing ever. Like the dumbest thing ever. Please never do this again. And there's many reasons for it, right? This match alone, I've heard this match been called The Moment WWE Jumped the Shark. And you know what they kind of did? They've ruined their product pretty much beyond repair here at this point. Because... a lot the fiend was pretty much you know short of being shot in the ring it's the only thing that didn't happen to him and even then he probably still would have kicked out of two tables ladders mallets chairs ten literally ten blackouts a pedigree nothing beat him so already, that's just the valued, not only weapons, but also your world champion's movesets. How, how are we supposed to buy that the Fiend Bray Wyatt can be beaten by a normal man? How? They've literally done everything to him, and he kicked out. Or no-sold it. Now, no-selling no it was cool. I thought that was interesting. You know, but to a point... No selling a kendo stick, fair enough. No selling a chair shot, interesting. No selling 10 blackouts? Come on. Come on. No, that's crazy. Um, but then they did the, the third, point intended, part of the trifecta of stupid. Uh, this was the, the ending of the match. Right. So as I said, hell in a cell match, it has rules. Right. The rules are there are no rules. Barring pinfall submission. 
Seth Rollins grabs a, a sledgehammer, which we've seen before. Triple H has done this in Hell in Cell matches. Literally. Has done this many times. Grabs a sledgehammer. Referee pleads with him not to hit Bray with it. He does. He smashes. He creates a little armor of chairs and stuff in the ring. Hits the thing and then gets DQ'd. A DQ. No disqual- no contest in a no disqualification match. How does that work? Someone tell me how that works. Because I don't know. I don't know how that works. I'm watching wrestling since I am five years old and I do not understand how this works. This is like, this is TNA level BS. TNA did this. And people drugged them over the coals. And they should have. And people have done it here. This, this, and this whole show was bad. But it could have been saved by this match. People were expecting either a decent performance from Rollins or Fiend. And uh, to be honest with you, they're expecting Fiend to win. They never should have put Seth Rollins, never should have given him this match so early. It was ridiculous. Now, there's different things saying, oh, they knew that and they wanted to protect Seth Rollins and they didn't want, yeah, alright, fair, well, you knew that. WWE has to start giving fans what they want or people are going to stop watching. AEW exists. It's a thing. It's a popular thing. It's a good thing. And WWE is going to pay for this. I'm going to cancel my WWE subscription. Um, but I'm really considering it. And I probably will if I haven't got around to doing it yet. Because I don't want to pay for this. Actually, I was trying to watch watch it on the network as an aside. And I tried to Chromecast to the TV. And I got a message saying you can't Chromecast to your TV live events. WWE, stop making this difficult. You know, it's not like you present a good product. I'm not going to pay for a bad product that is difficult to use. This is how piracy happens. You're encouraging it. Stop it. Make it easy and make it cheap or make it good and make it accessible. It's not hard. You know, basic one of, rule one of business, guys, is you keep your customers happy and you give them a product they want. If you don't make your customers happy, eventually they go away eventually they go away and that's what's happening we're seeing this absolute you know what storm throughout the internet now and even in mainstream like even on geek websites and stuff like that people are like oh hell in a cell was terrible here's why it's bad people i didn't even know watch wrestling are complaining about this this is like the worst thing that could have happened for WWE right now. Consider the fact that the AEW are so, have so much goodwill that if they get momentum behind them, which they already have, that's it. That's it. It is game over. Game over. And that's it. You know, it. there's no point getting upset over this, really. And I'm not upset over it. I'm more just annoyed because WWE should have come out here and knocked it out of the park. 
they should have been like, right, we have to really kind of win these fans back and ensure that this is a product that's sustainable. It's not. WWE's product now is a poison chalice. There was some good stuff on SmackDown. There was some good stuff on NXT. But what's the point? When they're just going to do BS like this, what is the point? And that's why I'm saying, you know, I only want to do this twice a week, twice a month. Um, you know, coming out here every week and saying WWE's terrible is... That's not fun for anyone. I know I'm going on a bit of a rant now, but that's because this is actually unbelievable. It's actually unbelievable that in the week that they had to come out and have a good show, and they just did not. They just didn't. They did the opposite. They were so busy building towards the season premiere of Raw, which sucked, and the the premiere of Fox of SmackDown, which was decent. Um, that they just forgot about the pay-per-view. This is the worst WWE pay-per-view ever. Ever. It's worse than December to December. Actually, it feels a lot like December to December, to be honest with you. It does have that kind of thrown-together feeling. But at least that had some good matches. That had an awesome Hardy Boy match. This has nothing. Has nothing. And we're just supposed to accept it. Because that's WWE. Well, you know what? To hell with WWE. Until Triple H checks over. Vince McMahon apparently liked this this ending. He probably... He thought it was great. Because it achieved what he wanted to do. Nobody wanted this. Nobody wanted The Fiend to be a horror movie villain. Because it's wrestling. The character is interesting and unique, and you have lightning in the bottle, and this guy could be the next Undertaker. More interesting than Undertaker, actually. He has more layers, better moveset. <laughs> and it's just, it's ruined. Seth Rollins is, you know, just not over a champion. Everybody hates him. And so, because Seth Rollins is a good guy, they just have totally just dropped the ball with him in every conceivable way. It's the same thing that they're doing with Becky Lynch. They just don't know how to handle these stars. Or else they do know how to handle the stars. And I, I believe this one. They do know what they're doing. And they do know how to handle the stars. But it gets in front of Vince and he ruins it. Changes it. Apparently this show was being written before it started. This is WCW level. 2000. This is TNA level. Bad. This is this is where we are. WWE and their hubris now are doing what... Never should happen again. We shouldn't have a TNA level thing. We shouldn't have a WCW 2000 again. What we do, it's called WWE. It's called Monday Night Raw. It's called Hell in the Cell 2019. That's where we are. That's where we are on the timeline, guys. That's what WWE is now. They're going to have more of this. SmackDown might be... SmackDown and NXT might be the, the oasis in the desert. Because SmackDown pretty much is... Pull away from Vince thanks to Fox. And NXT is under Triple H's watch. So they're still okay. Raw though, there's no point. And pay-per-views, there's no point. Everything on this pay-per-view is building towards something else. Building towards TV. And that is a bad way to book shows. That is WCW level booking shows. And it just doesn't work. It kills the point of pay-per-views. If I had paid for this, well I did pay for it. uh, On the network. But I mean if I had actually went there I would have been super pissed. If I like, bought this on box office or something like that, when it was able to be bought on box office, I would want my money back. None of this was satisfying. And it sucks because I was actually genuinely looking forward to this. 
I really wanted to sit down and be able to watch a WWE pay-per-view for the first time in years. Going to take a break, guys, uh, here on Phoenix 92.5 FM. When we get back, we're going to talk about more Hell in a Cell 2019. All right, so you're listening to the podcast, and you're like, hey, I want to get involved, but I'm not in Ireland, and I don't have time to listen live. Well, guys, listen, we've revamped everything. We've made it super easy. Nerd to Know Media, everything. Nerd to Know Media, Gmail. Nerd to Know Media on Twitter. Nerd to Know Media on Twitch. Nerd to Know Media across the wall. Everything that you can do, you're able to find us. Nerd to Know Media. NerdsNoMedia.com is our website just in case you can tune in be the tune in app and catch us live if you want to type in NerdsNoBases on Phoenix 92.5 FM and you're able to find us the stream to the show as it's happening live is actually on our website NerdsNoMedia.com also if you haven't got time for that or if you want something a bit more convenient we're on Spotify iTunes SoundCloud all across the board and if you do want to catch us live when we record the show because spoilers we tape the show. We do it live on Twitch. Nerdux, N-E-D-D-U-X, is where you can find my personal Twitch channel. And we stream there, the show, every single Thursday at 9pm. So guys, no excuse not to listen. We're very easy to find. Nerdtonomedia.com for more information. Broadcasting from the Blanchistan Center. This is Phoenix FM. Hey everybody, it's JB Jeremy Borash and you are listening to Daryl O'Connor. Alright guys, and we're back here on the Wrestling Rewind Rest of You on Phoenix 92.5 FM, the James True Penny channel. If you want to support the show, guys, go over and uh, subscribe to the James True Penny channel, to the True Penny channel. Uh, if you just search that, you'll be able to find it. Thanks to James True Penny for uh, hosting the show and allowing us to be on his feed. Also, Nerd to Know Media is where you can find uh, everything that we do on Nerd to Know Media. Uh, myself and the guys, we do Nerd to Know Basis. Uh, it's on Phoenix FM every Saturday and also... Um, we also stream it on Twitch on Thursdays at 9pm uh, GMT. So check it out there, guys. Um, you're able to get air feed as well for all the Nerds Know stuff. Right, we are back talking about Hell in the Cell. Holy cow. Or Hell in a Cell. Is it weird? I always thought it was Hell in the Cell. But Hell in the Cell must be the pay-per-view. And this is, look, the, I've always said this. As soon as this became a pay-per-view concept, the impact of it was... was Lessened. I don't think Hell in a Cell should be uh, a thing. It should be like a, a pay-per-view. It should be something that ends feuds. Right, and that's kind of what we were conditioned for it to be. Because for like 20 years it was, this is a, the match. The match that ends careers, the match that ends feuds, the match that blows it all off and it's done, right? And then it became pay-per-view, so matches were just kind of shoehorned into it. The Seth Rollins-Fiend match should have just been a no-DQ match. Or should have been a match that ended in a DQ because, you know, it went too far. Or something like that. That would have made sense. Doing it in a Hell in a Cell is just silly. And we've seen matches before where it's like, you know, not Hell in a Cell. We used to have a joke called, you know, it's Match in a Cell. And <laughs> that's kind of what this was. You know, there was no real reason to be in that cell. It wasn't used effectively. The women used it more effectively because they know how to tell stories. And they were let go out and be the top tier performers that they are. Seth Rollins and The Fiend were just chained to this terrible angle that everybody has universally just disowned 
two and a half hours it took them last night to address Hell in a Cell. Two and a half hours. This was the main event. This was the match that people wanted to see. And they just pretended like it never happened. Where do you go from there? How do you build up? How do you go forward? You don't. I wouldn't blame you if you never watched wrestling again. Because there's no point. And some people said, oh, you know, it's just a story to tell. I'm like, yeah, but there's ways to do it. Doing this in a hell in a cell was just silly. To be fair, though, there was nothing on that on that card, really, that deserved to be on a hell in a cell. If you think about it. No match had the build-up. No match had the intensity or hatred. Except for Roman Reigns and Eric Rowan. That probably would have made more sense in a hell in a cell. Because, you know, we tried to kill him. In storyline. But they didn't. They went with this and the Hell in a Cell is ruined. I also hate the the red Hell in a Cell. That's really dumb. And using the red lights with the red cage just made it look white. So I was like, what's the point? Silly. Silly. Uh, WWE have always been known for the production. And lately, their production choices have been very, very questionable. Um, Yeah. Worst show I've ever seen. Worst show I've ever seen. I've never seen a show worse than Hell in a Cell for the way it ended and the the damage it's done. This thing has gone supernova. Everybody hates it. You can just look online and see the absolute rage, rage that this has. People are angry and upset. People are upset at this. So well done. WWE, if that's what you wanted to do, well done Vince, if that's what you wanted to do, you managed to annoy and drive away your fan base. I probably will cancel my WWE subscription because I'm not paying for this, I'm not supporting it, it's the only way, it's the only way to send a message to WWE, support AEW, support Impact Wrestling, support Chikara, support New Japan, support everything that isn't WWE. I know it's hard. I know that is hard for a lot of people because we've grown up with it. It's part of who we are as wrestling fans. Part of our childhood. Part of, you know, you know, people who have kids, their kids' childhood. Don't support it. Don't support this terrible, terrible, terrible show. Don't. Or it'll keep happening. Don't go to the live shows. Don't buy the video games. Cancel your WWE subscription. I'm still going to talk about it when it's relevant. But it's not fun for me. This is why. This is why I don't do live shows that much on WWE. Because it always sucks. It's terrible. It's a bad show run by idiots who work for a madman. And anyone who does have a good idea is shot down and pigeonholed. The only way to make this happen... And get a change is by supporting the alternative. And the alternative kicks Vince McMahon so badly that he is forced to change. That's how the attitude error happened. That's why the attitude error happened. If WCW didn't defeat WWE and didn't look like it was going to tear them out of business. We would still have Doink the Clown versus Bret Hart now. Yes, now. Old Man Brett versus Old Man Clown. That would have been the main event of Hell in a Cell. Actually, it wouldn't have been Hell in a Cell. It just would have been in your house. 
2019. And that's just, that's, that's sadly where we are. That's what it is. That is where we are as wrestling fans. So look, that was hell in a cell. I'm gonna, I might come back to it, but that's basically it. One of the worst shows I've ever seen. The low point in wrestling for the past couple of years. Yeah, okay, so switching gears to the good. Um, SmackDown's on a Friday now, which is cool, so I got to watch that live, which was fun. Um, I actually kind of like it on Friday night. Um, if, it had a, if it was an actual Friday night, it would be kind of suck. It would kind of suck because, you know, you go out on a Friday, but uh, the fact it's on at, like, 1 in the morning, that's fine. Um, you get to kind of watch it. So I, I, I was excited. Um, I liked the feel of it. It felt really different. felt like a really good show. Um, it felt like an alternative to itself, which is the way these shows should feel. The problem with Raw and SmackDown for the longest time is they felt like the same show. Even the pay-per-views, they all felt, kind of felt like the same thing. Um, this I love the new stage. The new stage is very Impact, though. It looks like Impact Wrestling from a couple of years ago. Um, but we'll leave it there. I enjoyed it. it you know, it was nice. The, the, physical, the physical stage is a better way of doing things, in my opinion. You know, the actually having tangible elements to it really makes a pop a lot of people wanted the fist uh <laughs> the chat room i was in and on twitter uh everyone was like hey where's the fist come on we wanted it and it's like yeah they should have they probably should have brought that back but who knows right um started off gray i i love the new logo as well it's very old school it's kind of like uh, a modern take on the original smackdown logo so fair play the show opened up with becky lynch which was cool. Uh, the Rock came out, and uh, Corbin obviously came out. Everybody booed him. Uh, the Rock was great. Uh, I, I I hate The Rock as a wrestler. Really, never liked The Rock as a wrestler. Really like him as an actor, and really like him now in his current role, where he's you know, he's the the returning hero, the veteran. And I think this is a great. This is the best role The Rock's ever been on as a wrestler. I never really rate him. Never liked him. Very very poor. Um, but Again, my favourite wrestler was Triple H, so that's why I don't like The Rock. Okay. But um yeah, this was great. Uh The Rock was super over, gave a massive rope to Becky. Uh and even to Corbin, you know, it got, it got the most interaction with the Corbin segment in in years. It also showed that the biggest star on the show was The Rock. A star from a couple of years from nearly ten, fifteen years ago. Still coming out still doing the same stick and while it was good it's concerning guys concerning it really is WWE still can't build stars <laughs> and we saw why they they nearly had the star in, in Bray Wyatt and they managed to screw that up the truth of it is if Rock had been around today remember you know he came out as Rocky Maivia and the chance are die Rocky die so that's what happens when you give control to Vince McMahon of things. People hate what you create, Vince. People hate it. Because you can't do it. Anyway. The show continued on with Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair versus Bailey and Sasha Banks. Decent match. Very good match, actually. Better than what was on the card. Um, there was an out contest with uh, Seth Rollins in the ring. Um, it was supposed to be a match but with Shinsuke Nakamura. But uh, Bray Wyatt interrupted... And, uh, yeah. Never happened. 
So, new contest between uh, Seth Rollins and Shinsuke Nakamura, thanks to Bray Wyatt. Uh, next was a ladder match, Kevin Owens versus Shane McMahon. This was a very good match. This was one of the best matches of the week, um, other than, obviously, NXT and AEW. Uh, this should have been on the pay-per-view. <laughs> they should have put this on the pay-per-view. But again, like, SmackDown was the pay-per-view, right? This is this is what you guys need to, need to remember. SmackDown on Fox was the pay-per-view. Hell in a Cell wasn't. Hell in a Cell was just an episode of SmackDown. And that's where the annoyance comes from. Right, so Shane lost. He uh, he was fired. If Kevin Owens lost, he was fired. Shane lost, so he's off TV for the time being. And this was done to uh, to kind of get rid of of authority figures. Apparently, one of the edicts from Fox was we don't want authority figures, which is fair. So um, yeah, bye bye Shane, which sucks because I was used to be a Shane McMahon fan. A lot of us were. But yeah, nobody liked nobody liked this this return from Shane. It was far too overdrawn and pulled out. So yeah, pointless. Eight man tag team match also pointless. This only served to set up Braun Strowman and your man Fury. Roman Reigns and Eric Rowan was uh, it was okay, wasn't bad. Reigns defeated Rowan, went into the pay per view. Then our main event. The WWE Championship, Kofi Kingston versus Brock Lesnar for the WWE Championship. Eight seconds. Eight seconds was the match. Personally, I don't mind this. I didn't like Kofi as a champion. Thought he was a waste of a champion, and was the one member of the New Day which never, which never should have got the belt. Mid card B plus player. Um, but I know some people really did like Kofi. I remember when me and Mike did a show, and people got really upset by that. I'm like, guys, sorry, it just didn't work. Um, but if you're a fan of Kofi Kingston, I hope you enjoyed it. I get why you're upset with the Brock Lesnar thing. But again, Fox wanted a real champion, so we got it. Also, not only Fox wanted it, this is setting up Kane Velasquez, who came out at the end of the match, to set up Kane versus Brock for Sweet Saudi Bunny Tree. So, that's why they did it. WWE masters are Saudi Arabia when it comes to the shows. So, if they asked to to dig up the Ultimate Warrior, they would do it. Or they'd bring a facsimile like they did with Yokozuna. So, yeah, that's why Brock Lesnar is the champion. Now, to be fair, you know, having a Cain Velasquez thing is interesting. It's something we haven't really seen in WWE yet. Uh, we got to be careful we don't end up with a Tank Abbott situation in, uh, you know, circuit WCW again. Guys, WWE is just WCW now. That's all it is. So let's let's keep it into perspective. But, um, yeah, look, it was what it was. This was just a setup, sweet set of money tree. So overall, the show gets a bit of B. Strongest show of the week by far. Um, it's worth checking out if you haven't seen it. AEW. Going on to Wednesday, the Wednesday Night War, the first week of it. Um, after watching the show, I was very, very pumped. I was, you know, very happy. I was like, "Cool, this is, this is what being a wrestling fan is supposed to feel like." You're not just supposed to feel upset all the time. You're supposed to actually enjoy yourself. And that's what I felt like after watching this first show. Um, I loved the presentation. Having Tony Schiavone and Jim Jim Ross and Excalibur 
man, that's it. That's the best. That's what I always wanted as a kid, as a wrestling fan, as a teenager, as an adult. I always wanted that that kind of. Well, I didn't factor in Excalibur, but Tony Schiavone and um, Jr. Fantastic, fantastic. Loved it. Loved it. It was great. Tony Schiavone playing the demean Gene role as well, but going into the ring and talking to people after it was great. You know, so from from the very start, I was happy with the show, the way it looks, the way it feels brilliant it's good wcw it feels like the alternative that we've always wanted the tna should have been tna could have been this anyway that's a different rant um very good show so look if you haven't watched it check out AEW. check out AEW. support AEW. it's not just a t-shirt company anymore and you know there is some kind of bits that are annoying cody rhodes being the main one cody rhodes in general is the main problem I have with AEW, but he he put on a good match with uh, Sammy Guevara as the opener, decent match, um, very good match actually. But um, Cody, right, is what it is. Uh, then we had MJF defeated uh, Brandon Cookler by submission, decent match. Uh, then SoCal uncensored and the Lucha Bros brawl before the tag team before a tag team tournament. Uh, we had Pac defeated Hangman Page defeated Submission. Pac, so intense, man. And this match with uh, um, Hangman Page was a very interesting one. We were supposed to get this initially, but we didn't for one reason or another. We were supposed to get it back a couple of months ago. So it was great to see it on the kickoff show. Uh, the AEW Women's Championship, uh, Rio versus Nia Rose uh, for the first ever Women's Championship. Very good Rio one. Um, nothing against Nia Rose. I just she doesn't really do anything for me. I've seen this stick before. Um, her character is pretty much like Awesome Kong, but she's not as good as Awesome Kong. Uh, but it is good to have like a big woman there to be able to kind of mix it up with the the smaller smaller girls. So I'm not I'm not hating it. No shade, but it just didn't do that much for me. Uh, the match itself wasn't great. It really wasn't. But I was happy that they went with uh, Riho. Then we had Chris Jericho, Santana and Ortiz defeated Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks. So Santana and Ortiz are LAX, right? You can't call them LAX because TNA owns that. Or Impact Wrestling owns that. Uh, decent match though. We knew this was going to happen. You know, from a couple of weeks ago. We knew these were the surprise, um, the surprise opponents. But yeah, this, this was to set up a new NWO heel faction. Led by... Um, led by the Jericho and the Heels. So, it's cool that we have some faction warfare going on. It makes it more... makes it more interesting. I think a good faction is missed in wrestling. And assuming this doesn't go bad, which it doesn't look like it's going to go bad, uh, it's it's already shaping to be something interesting. So, I'm looking for... Well, we had John Moxie as well come up and, you know, interfere in the match. So, that was cool too. And then we had the debut of um, Jack Swagger as well. He came out as well. So, now it was Jake Hager. So, um, yeah, look. A lot of good stuff on the show. Next week, we'll, we'll obviously we'll talk about it on the show as well. But, um, excited to see what's going on. But definitely a very, very strong show from... AEW and they actually run uh, the the ratings war. You know they were successful against NXT last week, and uh, yeah, so fair play to them. 
Speaking of NXT, uh, it was cool to watch them side by side. I did do that. It was great. I haven't been able to do that in about 20 years. So, <laughs> yeah, it was fun. Um, that was a cool little moment to be able to do. So, I think that's probably the best way to watch the show. If you if you can watch both together, do it. Kind of, And then have Twitter open it. It really makes things a lot more funny. Yeah, it's a lot more fun. And it makes wrestling interesting again. But, uh, yeah, sorry, speaking of NXT, uh, Finn Balor is now on NXT. And this is for a lot of reasons. Obviously, it's a lot of your schedule. Um, it fits around his life a little bit better. Also, he's not going to get lost in the draft here. You know, he was the longest reigning NXT champion. He seems to actually be valued on that brand. So when he came out, it was a huge shock. Huge shock. I was like, oh, my God, what's going on here? So fair play to Finn. There were talks of him leaving, but obviously the talks were right. But he wasn't leaving WWE as such. He was just going to NXT. So fair play to him. I think uh, his match with uh, Adam Cole. Or the feud he's going to have there. Is going to be great. Adam Cole had a fantastic match with Matt Riddle. Match of the week in general. With Cole defeating Riddle. To defend, to retain the NXT Championship. But um, yeah. I think the next big feud is going to be Finn Balor. Versus uh, Cole. With Riddle kind of being on the. The outside kind of looking in. But. The great thing about Finn coming back here, it really does kind of open up a new possibility and then add that star power to the show because it kind of needs it as well. Uh, Velveteen Dream laid out a challenge for Roderick Strong, so we'll see what happens. Uh, Io Shiriri and Maya Yem. That was really good. Fantastic match. Uh, really clean little end there with a moonsault for the win for Shiriri, so fair play to her. Uh, Johnny Gargano and Shane Torn. It was okay. It was alright. Uh, the NXT Women's Championship. Shayna Baszler versus uh, Candice LeRae. It was a better women's match. Than what AEW show uh, put on. But not a fan of either of these women. So I didn't care at all. I really don't like Shayna Baszler. Really don't. Like please get her away from my TV. Do not like her. Um, but she put on a good match. So fair play. Pete Dunne and Danny uh, Birch um, had an okay match. And then we had the Undisputed Era and the Street Profits with the Undisputed Era picking up the pinfall for the the win. So overall, it was a decent match, a uh, decent series of matches, a decent night of wrestling. Uh, AEW, in my personal opinion, was more important for me. It's why I enjoyed more. It's what I watched more. It's what I probably will watch week to week, given a choice. But definitely, I enjoyed elements of NXT. It was a very, very good show going forward. Uh, set up a lot. Great to see Finn there. So, look, if you're stuck, gun to your head, watch show to watch on a Wednesday. I would go with NXT. As I would go with AEW. Um, and fair, you know, wrestling is on Wednesday. Wrestling, wrestling night is Wednesday night. It's not Monday. <laughs> Monday sucks. Uh, Friday is also quite good. Um, I think that's probably going to be the main WWE show to watch is SmackDown going forward. So we're back to where it's always been. We're back in the status quo, but at least we have uh, a good alternative now in AEW. So this week, um, there's a couple of uh, matches announced on AEW. We'll talk about that. Um, but yeah, guys, look, that's that's going to do it for me. Here on uh, the Wrestling Rewind on WrestleView. If you have anything that you want me to address and want to talk about, 
there's loads of ways you can reach me. Probably the best way to reach me is nerdtoknowmedia at gmail.com. That's uh, the direct email to the show. For any show, Nerd to Know Basis, Rest of You, Rest of You, uh, The Rest of Rewind, all that good stuff. That's how you reach me. My Twitter is at DaraWV. If you want to at me about certain things, please don't at me about Cody, uh, about Cody or Kofi. I, look, you know I don't like either one of them. So, that's it. Don't at me about that. But anything else you want to add me about, feel free. Um, working on getting some guests on the show. Uh, working on probably getting a call to some point. That's open. If anyone wants to go on the show, feel free. Uh, you can email me and we can talk about it. Um, also working on some cool segments as well. Um, so retrospective pieces as well, because that is the nature of the rewind. And a few other bits and pieces going forward. But as as it stands right now, the plan for the show, again, for anyone who, who missed it earlier on, there's going to be two live shows a month. I'm probably going to schedule around the pay-per-views around big events. So if there's pay-per-view on, I'll do a live show. If there's a big event, I'll do a live show. And that will kind of recap where we are in wrestling. And then intercut there, it will be uh, a show from the past. I'll try to keep them as relevant as I can. Or else it'll just be a show that I really enjoyed. Um, and that's going to go up on the True Penny channel. Also on uh, Nerd to Know Media and that and Phoenix FM as well. So there is more content coming from me from a wrestling standpoint. And I want to thank James and the rest of the crew at the True Penny channel for um, for opening the opportunity and keeping that slot available. And also Phoenix FM as well for working with us during the reformat of this show. But even still, if it's just me talking for an hour, I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, if you did, let me know. If you didn't, let me know. <laughs> um, but let me know why. Don't just say you hate it. Let me know why you hated it. Um, and then we'll, we'll go from there. So guys, from everybody here at Nair to Know Media, from Phoenix 92.5 FM, I've been Daryl O'Connor. This is Rest of You and the Wrestling Rewind. We'll talk to you next week here on the True Penny Channel, Phoenix 2.5 FM, and of course, Nair to Know Media. Bye.